Do a quick introduction of myself. Obviously, you met Riley earlier, and like Andy can introduce himself as well. Uh, my name is Brandon. Um, so basically, I work with Riley and Andy at Riley's gym. But um, so I'm a trainer. I'm a coach. But I also do some speaking. I, I write, and I'm pursuing a career as an adventure athlete, which sounds kind of cool. But I'll give you a little bit more information on what that exactly is, and I'll give you a little brief history of my story and just some skill sets and you know philosophies that I think would be effective for you guys, right? So coming, you're young, right? You guys are what, grade 9? 9, 10? Nine. 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 Cool. Um, so you got a lot of life ahead of you, which is awesome. Uh, but for me, after I graduated high school and university, I really had no idea what I wanted to do, right? You kind of get that flow where you're supposed to know. And especially at like 14, 15, I'm sure you guys are hearing from parents and, you know, support staff and anyone who's kind of influential to ask you like, hey, what do you want to do? What are you interested in? You guys probably have no clue and that's totally cool. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I still probably don't know what I want to do. But uh, at like 25, I was still kind of figuring that out, right? So just to take that uh, with a grain of salt and figure out your own stuff, right? Figure out what works for you guys. So after I graduated university, I kind of found myself in a path of uncertainty, right? It, you get a degree, went to the University of Toronto, I played football there, I wrestled there, I had a great time. But now you have this degree and you don't really know what to do with it, right? You kind of know maybe what you want to get into, maybe what you like to do, what you don't like to do, but there's so many options that you kind of feel a little bit overwhelmed. So I was in that spot where I was literally like, what now? I have a degree, don't know what to do with it, and people are going to be expecting me to get a job and start being an adult, right? Whatever that looks like to people and being successful. And so I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I jumped into like the first kind of random job that sounded kind of attractive to me, <coughs> and it was a direct marketing job where I could basically learn how to sell something, and I could build a team up, and eventually if I did well with it, I could own a company and own a business. And it almost sounded too good to be true type thing. But it was like a 1% job. And what I mean by that is basically 1% of people would actually get to the top, where they'd make it to their own business and company. Because it's a hard job. It was commission-based sales, which means you only get paid if you sell something. I could work eight hours a day, and I could make zero dollars, right, if I don't sell anything. So that's a kind of a crappy day, right? So I did that. I'm going to fast forward through that process. I did pretty well. There's a lot of ups and downs. You know, I wanted to quit probably multiple times. I went in to the office multiple times wanting to quit. And of course, you get convinced not to, and then you stay another day. And then 10 months later, I'm out in Vancouver. And I have my own company and my own business. So I'm running my direct marketing firm down there. And it was fun. I was able to get four of my teammates uh, that were on my team to come with me. So they went from Burlington to Vancouver with, with me, right? So it was a whole new change. We had five of us out there. I was running my business. And, you know, we were doing okay, but it was that idea that I didn't really love what I was doing, right? It was something to do, but I knew it wasn't going to be the thing that I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I knew that I was always passionate about health and wellness and health and fitness. So I was like, well, why don't I try to direct my attention and focus and energy on something that I'm actually passionate about pursuing. So I ended up a good life. I worked sales there, and I did really well there for a couple years. But it was that same notion of not loving what I was doing. I, I really enjoyed it, but I was still kind of like internally being like, how can I create my most ideal self? Or how can I create actual authentic fulfillment where I'm being true to the person that I am? So I literally had a whiteboard at, like this at home. I went home and I wrote out things that I would love my life to look like. I was like, okay, what would an ideal life look like if I were to wake up on a Saturday morning and I'd be able to do? Okay, I'd work out, 
I'd be involved in health and fitness. I would speak. I would write. I would do something adventurous. I would create impact. I'd do something unique that no one's ever done before. That, that really drives me. So I really had this like eight things I dotted down. And I was like, well, now how do I actually become this, right? It's all, it's all cool to have an idea, but now we actually have to put that into practice and figure out, well, how do I actually maximize and monetize that into something that I can sustain into my adult life? And so I decided, well, if I, if I want to earn money and I want to be a credible you know, practitioner and I want to be someone that could get in front of an audience and speak and I could write about a certain subject, I wanted to earn credibility in what I did. So I decided to do this 365-day challenge, which I would, uh, is basically a new mental and physical challenge every single month for an entire year with no days off. Right? So I'd choose a new sport, a new mental, physical battle and challenge for that given month, and I'd do it every single day of that month. So I did things like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a month, and I did a grappling tournament. I did kickboxing for a month every single day. I did powerlifting, and I did a powerlifting mock meet at the end of it. I did ultra marathons. I did 125-kilometer runs in the mountains of Alberta. I took on a cycle across the Great Lakes of Ontario. So I did 14 days. I went from Colburn near Ottawa. And I went all the way to Sault Ste. Marie. So I went 14 days at a solo cycle. I went uh, to Utah. And I did a 240-mile ultramarathon. I didn't complete it. I got my ass kicked in it. But it was a great experience, right? So at the end of those 365 days, I had a better story now. People kind of saw that I was consistent. I had a decent brand built up. I at least had some trust and credibility within my network. And that was great, right? I was able to get my network to believe in who I was and I was walking the walk. But then I still asked myself, well, how do I take this into a more public role? How do I make this a little bit outside of my network and more into the community? So I asked myself again, well, if I want to become this person who is living a life that's truly authentic to who I am and who I want to be, I need to do something worthy of that in my heart. And so there was a uh, Red Bull athlete in Great Britain. He was the, he's an adventure athlete. He's a professional adventure athlete. So he gets paid to go out and do crazy adventures. Sounds like a pretty cool life, right? So he was the first person to ever do a triathlon. A triathlon is basically an Olympic distance triathlon. So it's a 40-kilometer bike ride, 10-kilometer run, and a 1.6-kilometer swim. And he did it with a tree on his back. So he did it, had an 80-pound, 7-foot <laughs> Yeah, I know. Pretty crazy, right? How's he swim? He, he tied it around his waist, and then the log slammed <laughs> behind him. So he, it, he dragged it on. And then he had a backpack on. He had the, the tree on his backpack, and he ran. The tree was attached to his backpack. So he was the only person in the world to ever do this. And I was like, okay, if he's the only person in the world to ever do this, and he's a, a paid adventure athlete, I was like, what well, kind of makes sense for me to be the first Canadian to do that, right? So I started getting everything together. I obviously found a tree and <laughs> I got a backpack and I started training and Riley was there with me. And you know, we put this whole thing together and it garnered a lot of publicity, right? We got a lot of publications, we got some TV spots, some radio spots, and it was a fantastic event. And I became Canada's strongest triathlon, right? The first person to ever do it, which is awesome, right? Because it now allowed me to create leverage in my life, right? Because at the end of the day, if we're trying to create anything special for ourselves, we need to create leverage. We need to create actual credibility where we deserve that because we're not entitled to any, anything like that. I can't just say I want to be an adventure athlete and get paid and do this without actually creating some form of leverage. And even next year, I still have a big plan for 2020 doing across Canada uh, 13 provinces in 13 days. I'm going to do a new um, strength and endurance event in each of those days. So stay tuned for that. But other than that, guys, that story is twofold, right? One is to tell you guys to live a life that you're really authentically passionate about. 
right? Like I said, man, you guys are young, but when you get a little bit older, grade 11, grade 12, university, you're going to have noise. You're going to have people in your life telling you what you should do. You're going to have people telling you what the safe bet is, what the secure bet is, what the, you know, just practical thing to do is. If you're a 17 or 14, and I guarantee you tell your parents, I want to get paid to travel and do crazy adventures, they're going to say, smart enough, right? Luckily, my parents were never like that with me, and I was always kind of doing my thing and to the beat of my own drum, right? But the idea is to do something that you actually love doing. I don't care what that looks like. That could be becoming a doctor. It could be becoming an engineer, doing something that you're actually passionate about. But just listen to yourself, right? And secondly, we want to make sure we are embracing some form of discomfort every single day. When I jumped into that 365-day challenge off the bat, my hypothesis was if I would, were to do something mentally and physically challenging every single day of my life, and this is a 365-day effort, guys. This is an everyday thing. If I were to do it every day of my life, I could live a really fulfilling life. Why is that? Well, nowadays, we're very understimulated, right? We're disengaged. We do things that don't really create an authentic sense of pride and accomplishment and growth, right? We involve ourselves with, again, this is the social media era, right? And we see it now more than ever. Like one-third of teenagers have some form of mental illness, right? Or mental disorder. And that's, that's too much, right? We all go through stuff, right? Whether it's me, Riley, Andy, any of you guys, we all have certain things that maybe we're insecure about, we're anxious about. And again, if we go out and we constantly do things that are understimulating just to escape reality, and we don't actually rectify the problem, we're going to have a very difficult life, right? It's the idea that you need to actually go and do things that make you look foolish. Now, when I did my 365-day challenge, it was not just smooth sailing. It wasn't like, I'm going to become this guy who does a triathlon, or I'm going to do this whole year-long challenge without any difficulty. Every one of my events within that 365 days started off really crappy, right? When I first swam, I did a month of swimming. My first day of swimming, I swam 50 meters. That's all I could do. One lap there, one lap back, and I was gassed out. And I had to swim up the 1,900 meters in two months. So obviously, my head right there was going like, how the hell am I ever going to swim 40 times what I just did today? But again, you show up the next day, you show up the next day, you show up the next day. Eventually, you get there. And I did my cycle on the Great Lakes of Ontario. I told everyone, God, I'm going to see everybody in 14 days. I'll be home then. Three days into my trip, I flip over my bike handles. Right, This scar right here, I fractured my nose. I fractured my lip, I was in Oshawa or somewhere, and I was just bashed up, right? And I came home, I rode the bike in the gym because I had to do biking every single day in the gym, but then a week later, I hopped back on, I continued my trip for 10 more days, right? When I did jujitsu, the first day I did jujitsu, guys, I got tapped out 10 to 15 times, easy that practice, easy. What happens by the end of the month? I enter a tournament and I win bronze. This stuff, happens for a reason, right? It's not supposed to be easy. But the problem is a lot of us are really scared to look foolish, right? We're scared to put ourselves out there for the fear of judgment of someone else, for the fear of failure, all these things that hold us back, right? Which is, and I get it, right? It's not an easy thing to say like, hey man, don't worry about failure. Don't worry about judgment. But in reality, that's, that is what I'm saying. Because if we take that path, and if we constantly go towards things that do scare us a little bit, it's going to open up doors for us to do some really cool and amazing things. And it's like the fool is the precursor to the savior. So basically what that means is that we need to be foolish before we become a master in anything we do. 
right? So be willing to go out there. Because at the end of the day, for me to go and say, well, I want to be an adventure athlete, and I'm going to ask some companies for funding, right? I can't just, you know, I'm not going to just drop 10, 15, 20K across Canada trips, man. Like, that's my own money. So I'm going to ask companies for funding, right? That's an audacious thing to do. Like, that, that's a lot of audacity for me to go, hey, I want you to pay me $20,000 so I can travel around Canada and set Canadian records, right? That's kind of a bold thing to say. Now, it's not that bold if I was entitled and I said, I want all that stuff and I'm going to go do it. It's not that audacious if I say, you know what, I'm going to go work my ass off every single day to earn that money, right? And a lot of people say, well, you're lucky you can do that and a tough life, right? At the end of the day, we got to dial it back and understand what that process looks like. When I train for an ultra marathon, my Sunday looks like a five-hour run in the trails, Right? I'm running 25 mi- miles for practice. I'm doing 80-mile weeks. So when we have to dial it back and say, well, like, that's an audacious thing to say, well, put yourself in my shoes. Put yourself in your shoes. If you want to become that person that actually deserves a life you want, because, again, happiness, as much as I say we all deserve it, it's a tough thing to really get true, authentic fulfillment and happiness because we settle for life, right? We choose careers. We choose paths. We choose activities that don't actually fulfill ourselves, but again, they give you external validation. They make you feel accepted, right? But internally, we're still struggling, right? We're still suffering. And what's the best way to actually rectify internal suffering is to go towards external suffering, is to put ourselves in environments and challenges to actually grow from that and become the person that we deserve to be. So again, if you say, I want to be happy, I want to be successful, I want to be authentically fulfilled in the core of who I am, that's an audacious, audacious thing to say. But again, that's you working on that. It's not that audacious if you say, I'm going to go towards failure. I'm going to challenge myself tomorrow. I'm going to show up when I don't feel like it, and I'm actually going to work out tomorrow. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to read the thing I know I need to read, even though I don't want to read that thing. That's not audacious to say, hey, I want to be happy then. But if you're unwilling to do those things day in, day out, and you say, well, why the hell aren't I happy? Why aren't I secure in who I am? You don't deserve that. And we have to get out of the idea of the delusional mindset that we all deserve happiness as a kumbaya society. I wish it was that easy. But at the end of the day, we need to work towards that. And every single day is an opportunity for you to take on a challenge and for you to get stronger with it. Because it's the idea of taking on the dragon, guys, right? And the dragon is a metaphorical thing that's protecting the gold. And the gold can be anything you want. Gold can be success, it can be happiness, it can be internal fulfillment, health, whatever it is. There's always that dragon protecting that gold. So how do we get past that dragon? Right now, you guys are all too weak to get past that dragon. Is what it is. It's not a bad thing, just you're too young. I'm still too weak to get past that dragon. But every single day is an opportunity to embrace hurdles, to embrace challenges, embrace obstacles, and get stronger. Who's seen The Hobbit here? Seen The Hobbit? What's his name? Bilbo Baggins or Bobo Boggins? Something like that? Let's call him Bilbo. Every single day where he starts off very weak and vulnerable. He's a small little hobbit that can basically do nothing. He's not confident. He's not assertive. He's unable to get past all these little challenges. But what happens? He takes on this big quest. Day after day, week after week, he gets a little bit stronger, gets a little bit more confident, gets a little bit more assertive, he's able to connect, communicate effectively. And he develops a skill set that eventually gets him to the point where he's taking on that dragon. He becomes 
the head of the clan. He becomes a guy to actually get the job done. But that's what life is, right? If you were to take the opposite role and say, well, I don't want to actually dive into the quest. I want to go straight for the gold. That's like Bilbo saying, well, I'm going to skip all the quest, the time that I actually grew into the person I needed to become to get the gold, and I'm going to go right towards the dragon. He would have got killed, right? He didn't have the skills. He wasn't ready for that. So for you guys to jump into any environment and say, I want that, that's not good enough. You need to work on that every single day. And you guys are in a prime spot right now. You guys are young. You're able. You have the life in front of you. Every single day. You guys, all you have to do, apply some patience. Be consistent with your effort. The amount of people I know that cannot do anything for 30 days straight is sickening. That's what you're dealing with in society. So what can you guys do? Just show up every single day. And that means every day, man. It's not every Tuesday and Thursday. It means every single day, show up, do your work, do the thing that you need to do to get the thing that you want. And ask yourself, what does that person look like? If it goes back to my situation, if I want to be an adventure athlete that gets paid to do this stuff, what does that person look like? Who does he need to become? I can't afford to skip workouts. I just can't. If I want to be this guy to hold records, I got to do what other people aren't doing. So the same thing goes back on you guys. Apply patience, apply true self-awareness. Ask yourself, what do I want? Are you willing to make the sacrifice? Maybe you don't want to do a five-hour run on a Sunday. That's cool. Just realize you're not going to become that person. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You're going to become something else. But be true to the person you are. And then be accountable behind your actions. Everything that happens to you in this world is your fault. 1,000%. If you don't start on a team, if you don't get the job you want, if you're not doing well in school, if you're insecure, I bring it back on you guys. Why? Because we have control over that. If we start blaming every single person around us, for why we're maybe we're insecure, why we have anxiety, why we're not doing well in life, that's a dangerous game to play. Because now we've, give, we've gave leverage to everyone around us. That's not a winnable game, man. I don't want Andy to have control over my life. I don't want Riley to have control over my life. I want Brandon to be the only person in this world that dictates what happens to him. So when I take full-on accountability and I say, well, everything is my fault, everything that I have succeeded in, everything I've failed in is my fault, I allow myself to create real, authentic leverage. And with that leverage, I control my circumstances. And now I control my life. And I allow myself to either prosper or I fail. But too many people will give that leverage up. They blame society. They blame their friends. They blame the person next to them. They blame their parents. They blame their teachers. All that happens then is you have a story. And who listens to those stories, guys? Losers. If you go on and you tell, well, why, why I don't have this, if someone else listens to you and they're willing to listen to you, that person also has that shit going on. And you have two losers back and forth talking to each other, giving each other crap, programming yourself for, for crap, guys. So don't do that, right? Take control. Take accountability. And then when you do that, you'll see your network grow. You'll see people that are actually opening doors for you that allow you to develop a greater skill set. Program yourself in a stronger way. They start involving yourself in your environment. Then all of a sudden, it's unstoppable, man. You guys can't lose at that point because you have so much good information from different angles coming in and you're so willing to put it back on yourself that doors really open up. Okay, guys? So again, straight up. Do something that you love. Pick paths. Do activities. Don't worry about how other people judge you, man. Take it from me, man. I'm a big Christmas fan, okay? 29 years old. I love Christmas. And I'll play Christmas tunes in my car. I don't care how anyone judges me on that. I'm too, I, again, man, I'm real with it. I'm like, that's me. 
Like, no one's going to be able to chirp me and be like, okay, I guess I'm going to turn the station. That's just me, man. I do, I do the things I want to do, and I enjoy life. But again, because I know that matters to me, and that's going to allow me to do other things I want to do. Okay? Make sense? Take accountability, be patient with your stuff, and develop that true self-awareness. Okay? Good job, guys.